G'day and welcome to the FIFO Podcast. I'm Paul Smith, the founder of Freedom in Finding Ourselves, and this podcast is all about FIFO, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The aim is to share a message with you from men and women that have struggled and overcome their own FIFO battles. I hope through this you can realise you're not alone and you can learn from others how they went on to turning their life around and leaving the industry and also those that have implemented some key structures and strategies to make sure the FIFO lifestyle works for them. Welcome to episode two of the podcast. I'm Paul Smith, your host, and today we've got Blaze Grinner. Blaze Grinner's from the MindFit Gym, sunny coast local on the east coast of Australia. He's a transformational coach, a men's group innovator. He facilitates retreats and workshops, and he's also a speaker. He runs Experientia out of the Sunshine Coast. He runs CMB Meetups. He's a co-founder there, and he runs, runs Mad Life Adventures. Blaze is an ex-FIFO worker that had his own struggles and battles, decided to walk away and totally transform his life and now he shares that with other men around the world so listening guys i hope you enjoy this episode well blaze absolute pleasure to have you on mate and thanks for taking the time out to have a chat and to share with the guys out there that you know in that fifo life and just probably you know whether they're really struggling at the moment or, or they're not there's there's parts of that lifestyle that we all know and you know only too well through your story that you know, it can be bloody hard. So give us a little bit about your story, mate. Introduce yourself. I've introduced you in the, in the things, but give us a rundown on who Blaze Grinner is. How you going, gents? Um, yeah, my name is Blaze Grinner. Paulie, thank you very much, brother, for having me here. Um, and yeah, FIFO. Um, it is challenging. It definitely is. There's um, people lying today and say it is challenging. Um, I was in construction for 10 years. Um, did FIFO for about four of those um, and yeah it was one of the most challenging um, pockets of time uh, that I ever dealt with um, personally uh, with isolation with depression with anxiety uh, went through two relationship breakups um, and yeah it's um, it led me down a path of actually deciding like is this really what I, what I want to fucking do with my life is this what how I want to feel in life um, and so I had to ask myself some really deep, big questions. Um, and yeah, end up making the transition out of construction and uh, now own a business, a company, and um, live every single day on my terms. Uh, so I know we'll go deeper into that as this uh, podcast goes on. Yeah, mate, it's, uh, it's a huge transformation for you. you know, you're going from constructions, from, a, from the baggy ass tradie that, you know, that we all relate to, to being able to actually transform blokes lives you know a transformational coach like what what is it that you do that's so much different to everyone else for me mate i actually target my the work is tradies um because i i know what it feels like uh, not feeling that anyone has walked in your shoes um so being a blokey bloke coming from a trade background and the way that i talk the, the way that tradies talk we have a language unto our own Yet I studied Buddhism for three years, so I know what the word Namaste means, but I also wore high visit. Um, so there's this beautiful fusion I feel that I can bring and bridge worlds together. Um, so the spiritual world, um, an entrepreneurship world, and then uh, speak in such a way that traders that can actually relate to it. So I feel there's a, a massive um, segue uh, in the personal development world, the spiritual world, that um, these quote unquote traders or men that are in trades um, are beneath. Uh, a spiritual uh, lessons and stuff like that. So uh, for me, there's um, 
I was a foreman, um, ran $400 million projects and majority, 80% of my time uh, on projects was um, helping men with their struggles, whether it's financially, relationships, um, their alcoholism, um, their depression, their anxiety. And through that, I ended up with, uh, I was a connector with MIC, so I did all of their training. And when I revisited it uh, for the second time to become a connector, that was the biggest catalyst for me to start questioning. I feel there's a bigger purpose for me um, in men's work and I can't do it just in on the construction site. And what it re-triggered was um, there was someone very close to me actually attempted suicide when I was, um, he was, I was 22, he was 18. And uh, he was 90 seconds away from bleeding out. Uh, he slipped both of his wrists, got 22 stitches. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, he's still, he's still here. He's, he's still alive. And that was what really um, brought about this question of like, why am I here on this planet? Is there something greater? Is there a bigger purpose that I can do? And I felt this, this calling that men felt safe enough to actually open up to me. Um, they, they could feel safe enough to talk to me about their deepest, darkest desires and secrets on trade sites. Yet I just felt it could go in a different direction. So Yes, that um, sat with a big question and asked myself, like, who am I as a man? Like, if I took away trading, uh, I played very high level rugby league. Um, I had a contract with NRL and I got torn up. Um, like, who was I when uh, NRL got taken away? Who was I when I wasn't a trader? Like, who am, who was Blaze? Like, who is this, this man that I say I am? So I went through some identity crisis stuff and uh, looked at all of the addictions and all of that kind of stuff and uh, worked through all of that. and. Once I worked through all of that, I felt freedom. And for the very first time in my life, I actually felt like a free man. Um, I had no boundaries. I had no parameters. No, no one stopped me doing what I wanted to do. I could just do whatever I wanted to do and create whatever I wanted. Um, and I, I believe that this comes from, in the schooling system, I remember getting told, you either go to university or get a trade. And it's because you, if you get a trade, so you get something to fall back on. And so that's already fucking telling us that we're going to lose. We're already going to fucking fail as men. I remember that getting said to me. Um, no one told me to fucking find what it is you're passionate about and monetize that. And that's what an entrepreneur is. And so, yeah, by the age of I was like 32, I'm 35 now. Um, yeah, went on that quest of like, what is it that I really love doing? How can I monetize that? Um, so I sat with those big, big questions. You know, what is it that I love? I love adventure. I love being outdoors. I love traveling the world. Um, I love my partner. Uh, at that stage, we didn't have children, but I really enjoyed hanging out with her. I really, and she was, um, we've got a personal training business and uh, she had a personal training business at the time. And I just loved her philosophies. It wasn't just about the body, it was about the mind as well. And uh, we started hosting some retreats together. I really love to get in business with her. Uh, I want to have a family and I want to be able to have the family part of the business if they wanted to. I want to have flexibility that I can have days off if the surf's cranking. I want to be able to drop my kids off and pick them up from school, stuff that I never had growing up. Um, and I want to bring people together. Uh, that was the biggest thing that uh, I love bringing people together. So I sat with all that and this, how am I, how am I going to make money out of all of that? Um, and yeah, and it all came through meditation and coaching and asking for help and support and Three years later, here, here we are. Wow, what a massive ride that is. It's, and it's so true that when you're in that construction game and that's all you ever know, 
and you get paid well to do it, especially in the FIPO life. And that's why the everyone goes, but everyone sits there behind the mask of who they are because Mm -hmm. no one truly is passionate to be there. They're all doing it to get ahead, to, to get that better money than what they can get at home. But what they're all really craving and, and I can relate so much to that is you really just want to be home and you want to do something you're passionate about. And I'm not saying that it's everyone's not passionate about what they're doing. There's lots of guys out there that, that love to do what they do, but there's so many guys that are just battling through every day and they're stuck and they just don't understand how to get out of that. So mm-hmm. when you say that you, you found your passion, how does, how does one guy find his passion now for you it was it was a struggle it was an eye-opening experience to actually lead you down that path but for the guys out there how do you find your passion ask yourself the question what would you be doing if i wasn't doing fifo what do you what do you love doing what do you love doing on the weekend if money wasn't an object and you had like 10 million dollars what would you be doing what are you really passionate about that like when, when there's money off the table, because a lot of people are doing FIFO to pay for the toys, pay for the houses, pay for all this kind of stuff, which is materialistic things. And these materialistic things, nine times out of 10, are seeking a validation or a happiness that isn't sustainable, that is an external happiness, um, which is outside of the man himself. Um, so yeah, what if, if you took money out of the equation, so like if you had $10 million, what would you be doing? Also, I know every man here is going to relate to this on a FIFO and not just FIFO on a construction site. Um, how many times a day do you hear a man say, live in the fucking dream? You're actually saying that, that, that like a, a dream is supposed to be beautiful. A dream is supposed to be something that you aspire to. This is what you're talking about, being passionate. And if we're saying as men, I'm living the fucking dream, and that really means I hate my fucking job. I hate getting up in the morning. I hate these dudes that I'm working with. I hate the boss. I fucking hate sweating at the end of the sun. And that's your dream. That is what the universe is going to continue to give you day after day after day after day after day. So my invitation to the men that are listening to this is if you're one of the men that say that, if someone says, how are you going, mate? Don't say live in the dream if that isn't the dream that you want. Say, hey, man, like actually speak your truth. Hey, I'm here, but I'm doing this. Hey, I'm here, but I'm aspiring to do something else. Hey, I'm here because I'm actually providing for my family and paying off the house. I actually start speaking your truth. And I also know that speaking your truth may get confronted on a job site. Though, that is an assumption. That is an assumption that's in the mind. And I, I love the analogy of there's like the elephant in the room. So the elephant in the mind or in the head is that we assume that men are going to fucking pay us out if we speak our truth. And I was one of these men that believed this. And when I made the jump and the transition from construction um, into uh, um, the life that I live now, I launched a program and it flunked. And it was just before Christmas I left, said goodbye to all the fuck, all the tradies, all the men, like had this big hoo-ha. Three months later, um, I needed to pay the mortgage and I had to go back into the job site. Once I'm a foreman running like a massive job and I end up going back on the screed as a concreter. So this massive big ego hit. And I had this attachment of how a coach had to look. I had this perceived 
idea of how how it had to look. So uh, I couldn't be part-time tradie, part-time coach. And I ended up getting coaching on this and mentorship around this. And one of them, my coaches said, why don't you start speaking your truth on the job site? Why don't you actually start having really deep, meaningful conversations from your heart on, on a job site? So that's what I did. And that belief that I had that you couldn't speak truth on a job site was blown out of the fucking water because so many men in the smoker shed, they wanted to talk. They wanted to actually express and open up how fucking difficult and hard and challenging they're finding FIFO, how difficult and hard they're finding their financial problems, how much um, strain that they have and they're not seeing their kids because they're going through a divorce. But all of this stuff is there. And what I see too much of is smoke o sheds, every man's head's down on his phone. There's no connection there. There's no man speaking from their heart. And... Um, it's interesting that with FIFO workers, the, the, one of the biggest things that men fear is isolation. Yet, if we just pull the head up out of our phone and actually open our mouth and have a conversation, that isolation would definitely go. Wow. There's some massive tips right inside that uh, there. And it is so true. Yeah, you see blokes, they're complaining every day that they're here. You know, the, that whole live in the dream thing, it, it, it's, it's such a horrible thing to think that it is that your life and is that what you want to do and how many guys do you know at 60 65 years old that can't wait to retire to go and live the life that they've always planned to live only to fall off the planet and never get to do it because they were waiting for that right moment they were waiting for that particular time in their life where they could actually go and enjoy it and that's you see it so often and it's it's so sad for so many blokes that they just don't get to do that. And whether you're at 30 or whether you're at 60, you know, what are you aspiring to do exactly? It's a pretty powerful yeah. message in there for blokes that are listening to have a really good think about where you are in life and what is that goal? What is that plan that you've got? I'm a huge believer if you don't go to FIFO with a plan, then you're set up to fail. If you don't have that key structure around what that FIFO lifestyle is for you, then you're going to mm -hmm. fail. You can go there and try and wing it, but it's not going to work. You need to be very specific about why you're there and you need to understand that if it's not working, you need to change. And that starts with communication as well. Blokes can't help you if they don't know your problems. Yeah, 100%. And you also touched on a beautiful thing there around failure and how... I, the aspect you were saying, I definitely 100% agree with you of having some structure um, with FIFO work so you know where you're heading towards and you know what your why is, or why you're doing it, why you're isolating yourself from your family, why you're putting yourself and through that um, stretch um, as a man to be away from loved ones and all that kind of stuff and freedom of um, how you spend your time. So another thing that I want to highlight is that around that men, we have this fear of failure that if we have a go, that if we don't succeed, that people are going to like, judge us, they're going to think we're a failure. And if we, if people think that we're a failure, it means that we're not loved and all this kind of stuff that we create that actually isn't true, isn't true. Um, the example I used when I went back to construction after like a failed attempt was these men actually were high five me. They had the fucking balls to actually have a go. Yet, I was so nervous working on that job site because I'd actually failed. I'd actually fucking had to go and failed. And I thought that I was going to get a lot of flack and everything. But they were all like, fuck, man, at least you had the balls to have a crack. Like, 
And um, the analogy I like, I, I remember seeing this on, um, I think Will Smith is in the back of this Humvee driving along. He's talking about failure. And he says, fail fast, fail forward, and fail often. And um, an analogy about failure is that if we are in the gym, we actually do bicep curls until we fail. So we do arm curls until we fail. And when they fail, then our bicep grows. It's only with failure that we have growth. And that's how we succeed. So as men, we need failure. And as women, or men and women as humans, we need failure to actually grow. And so I just encourage everyone not to yet let failure scare you or be the catalyst for not even fucking trying. Uh, I remember Jim Carrey said that, I think it was either him or his dad said that you can die. Um, you can die failing at something that you don't love i.e. FIFO working, like you mentioned with a 65-year-old man. Why not do something that you actually enjoy? Why not do it like you're saying, that it's something that you're passionate about? Why don't you have a go at that and fail at that and die a happy man knowing that you actually gave it a go? So let's flip the lid for a minute then. So for the guys that do enjoy FIFO, because they are there for a specific reason, they are there to mm. try and get ahead. They may have that 5-10 year plan. They may have a 12-month plan. But for those guys, what is that key takeaway? What's that key lesson that you've learned that if people were to implement that, then they can mm -hmm. make that lifestyle work for them and get the benefits out of it? Because some people want to be there. 100% brother. And it's gratitude. Gratitude is the pocket language of love. And if we are grateful for the little things, if we are grateful, have a gratitude practice every single day, that those days, that we're out there, if we're doing the 21 and seven, whatever the, like the hitch is. But if we have a gratitude practice, every one of those 21 days that we're out there, we can actually enjoy every single day for that moment for exactly what it is. And we know what we're working towards. So having a, a goal, having a vision, actually putting that up. So if you're um, doing it for your family and the house um, and X, Y, and Z, having a photo of that, having that up in your donor, so that you're seeing what you're actually working towards, having that a visual um, thing that you're working towards, and um, being like being the layer. Yeah, the question is why is your why your why? So finding out what that why is. So if it is the house, if it is the lifestyle, whatever it is, visualizing that, and then a gratitude practice. Um, uh, an easy, simple gratitude practice is if you look at some people like. Have, they struggle to find things that they're grateful for because they feel that they don't have enough. Though, you look at some people that are more misfortunate than you. So if you look at like um, children in a, uh, a third world country and then you compare to us, like some of these sites that we're on in FIFO now are like the Taj Mahal. There's like so hot water, there's internet, there's food cooked for you. There's so much stuff to be grateful for, um, especially in the FIFO environment. Um, the gyms are like state of the art. There's all of this stuff that we can be grateful for, and actually being like finding that gratitude, find that essence of, of gratitude. Um, and there's a, a, a sort of a mistake that some people make around gratitude is that they only just say it, and it's just like, oh, I'm grateful for water, but that's just words, and that, that doesn't really land in the body. It doesn't actually feel like gratitude is a feeling, not a, a, a something spoken. So if you Every morning, wake up, and before you go into the mess, just say to yourself five things that you're grateful for that actually feel what you're grateful for. So if it's, hey, I'm really grateful for water, what is it about the water that you're grateful for? Feeling, oh, I, I actually get to have a warm shower. 
and feeling what a warm shower feels like, feeling what a shower after a 12 hour um, day feels like that when that water hits you like, fuck, that's so refreshing. I've got cold water in my drink bottle. How good is that in a 40 degree heat out west? Like being really grateful for that, then no longer might be food. How good is this healthy food or how good is this meal? Like being grateful for the nourishing that the food gives you. How good is it that my breakfast is actually cooked so I don't have to get up even earlier and cook my own food? There's so much things that we can find gratitude for. But it's the, the key that I feel is missing is that we need to actually feel that gratitude. What is the feeling of that thing that we're grateful for? Um, and then and a, a huge one, but I wouldn't say huge, there is some single men out, out in FIFO, but a lot of men are doing it for their family. And they're finding that, that, that deep gratitude for the family and that, that love that we have for our children, for our partners, and really tapping into that every day and uh, having that on our sleeve. It, it, it's a uh, way to move through anything, actually. No, that's so true. And I know when I spent a couple of years overseas in Saudi Arabia, it was the poorest men taught me the greatest lessons. And these mm. guys are, you know, they would live away from home for two years at a time, their passports wow. taken off them. They weren't allowed to go home unless it was at their own expense for a medical emergency or something like that. And these were the happiest <coughs> men that I've ever met. Majority of them, they give you the shirt off your back. They were just so happy mm. to be able to be there and earn their 20 or 30 equivalent dollars a day to send almost every cent back to their family, only keeping enough for a little bit of a treat and a phone card so they could check in with their family day in, day out. I'll never forget, I had a Syrian foreman there that throughout the war that was happening over at that period of time, he never got to speak to his family for three weeks. He didn't know they were alive or dead because of the bombings that were happening there at the time. I remember him coming into camp or into, into work certain days you know in tears and just wanting to sit down and have a chat to me but because he couldn't understand if his kids were even alive you know he's there mm. feeding his mum, his dad his brother his sister his own family they couldn't escape because he couldn't go back because he would be fearing if he would be taken by isis or he'd be fearing he'd be taken by the army no no matter what he would have been stuck there and he wouldn't have been able to feed his family he was grateful to be in a country not too much better than his own, but a freedom enough to have that opportunity to provide for his family. So we take so much mm. for granted. And when you mm. see those people and how they live and they come to work happy every day, just mm. knowing that they're putting food on the table for their family. Gratitude's yeah. a massive one, mate. And that's yeah. a huge tip. Yeah. So, um, another one too, man, is, um, is um, just be vigilant of what we consume. Um, and by consume, there's like, yes, alcohol and food, be vigilant of that. And there's eat, like, I don't need to go down a nutrition way, but um, our body is a vehicle. But also what we consume on um, social media, like the devices, what we're consuming on tech. Um, it's so easy to get caught up with Facebook and Instagram and scrolling. Um, though there's an opportunity that you could be listening to audibles there's an opportunity you could be listening to a podcast like this. You could be listening to like YouTube channels. There's, you could be developing yourself and growing yourself as a man and consuming content that is actually going to be beneficial for you, not feeding into jealousies and insecurities. That's something that I fell into when I was doing FIFO. I was a really, really jealous man uh, back in those days. And I would scroll on Facebook and troll my um, partners at the time, uh, Facebook pages, looking at men that commented on it. And looking at their profile 
and feeling insecure about my body image or my body shape or he was this and he was that and then on a Friday when uh, everyone's out on the town I'd be working and making up all of these stories in my head that x y and z all these assumptions that and I was I was doing that and uh, like that ownership and responsibility that I was the one that was fucking directly being detrimental to my health because of what it was consuming um, and I just wish I had someone tell me like, fuck, stop scrolling on Facebook, dude. Why don't you watch some Joe Rogan podcast and learn about some really cool shit? Um, why don't you like do this or find the, what you're passionate about? And there's like YouTube channels and, and uh, podcasts on that and like learn some stuff. And um, yeah, there's, there's more to be doing in your donga than uh, actually stuff that's detrimental to you. We've actually got more time than we actually realize. And the guys mm-hmm. sit there and go, I'm so tired. I've got no time to do anything. I don't have a life. But, the three or four hours at night that you probably do spend lying awake watching aimless TV or doing something, you could study another degree if you wanted to. Like, there's <laughs> enough time to do it if you want to do it. It's as simple as that. If you want to do it, you have enough time to do it. So mm-hmm. make the choice. It's a, um, it's not easy, but once you get into that routine, you've got something to actually look forward to because you've got a passion outside of work. You've got no distractions. Yes, you've got your time to speak to the missus and the kids. And then you've got all this time to yourself to actually do something. It's, it's pretty cool once you find that as well. Yeah. And for men that don't know their passion, um, that's a beautiful place to be in as well. Um, the crossroads. Um, because at least you know that there is a crossroads. At least you have that mental awareness of like, hey, I actually want to find my passion. You're not stuck in that loop of the grind. You're not um, living the dream. You're actually like, hmm, there's, there's more to life than this. And just going on that journey and trying some stuff on, trying different things on your time off or researching some other activities and finding an, a passion is actually um, like that's a man on purpose. You're actually looking or searching for a passion. So you're actually actively looking there. You haven't subsided to like, fuck, this is the only way life is. Um, and so it's a beautiful place if you don't know what your passion is, but having that conscious awareness of what, hey, I want to try and find it. Like celebrate that dude and um yeah you'll find it you'll definitely find it i was going to ask you for a tip for fifo blokes out there but i think we've just given them about a thousand <laughs> oh man i just wish there was uh, I, I wish i was in the <laughs> podcast back then i wish there was um there's people like yourself man um, putting some content out and uh, making it accessible for for dudes that are just like us man in fifo being in fifo that are uh, found a, another way found some passion and something that we're actually interested in and not taken away from um, FIFO, not taken away from the construction industry, like learn some amazing behaviors and leadership skills and made some really great friends. And I love that I can use my hands. I really love that aspect. Um, and there was a lot of stuff that was detrimental to me as well. Um, so yeah, it's all part of life. And uh, yeah, this, this is amazing having you, man, having podcasts like this for me. Well, I think it's important. I, I guess my message used to be that FIFO is so bad and you should get out, um, even though it pays so well and people enjoy it. That message now is do it the right way. Go and do it, but do it with a plan. Do it in the right headspace. Do it with the right support behind you and really reap the benefits that are there through making it. Don't go and buy stupid stuff for the sake of feeling good about yourself because you don't get the time to use it anyway. You're always at work, let's be honest. So. Do it the right way. So, Blaze Grinner, where do we find you? What have you got to offer for blokes out there that are struggling? Tell us a little bit about your programs and where they can find you, mate. 
Uh, Facebook is the easiest way. Uh, so yeah, Blaze, B-L-A-S-E, Grinner, G-R-I-N-N-E-R. Um, anyone can send me uh, a messenger. I always reply directly um, directly to anyone on messenger. Um, what I have going, um, I do one-on-one coaching for men. Uh, the minimum one-on-one coaching is three months just to lay down a foundational program. And we mentioned um, the, 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 the failure with the bicep and flexing the muscle. That's why I actually called my, um, my program. It's called the MindFit Gym. Um, so if you want a big bicep, you flex the muscle. If you want to work on the mindset, you've got to flex that and continue to flex that to grow that. Um, and part of that aspect of when I said that I love adventure, um, the business that I own is actually called Experientia Sunshine Coast. Um, Experientia is Latin for the word to try. Um, so we've got a few branches with the corporate sector. Um, is that still working? It just cut out, I think. Are you there, bro? Yeah, keep going. Yep. All good. Um, so, uh, yeah, experience is Latin for the word to try. Um, and so, yeah, we have stuff for the tourism sector, the corporate market. But then I got pulled into, and this is what I'm really passionate about, is taking men out on a three-day rites of passage. So here on the Sunshine Coast, take them out for three days. Um, and it's a, a fusion between ancient wisdom, personal development, and adventure. Uh, do some re- really cool um, exploring of the Sunshine Coast from summits to seas, everywhere in between. We camp, there's like all food, ran a fire, um, and do some really um, amazing stuff with being able to let go of the shit that's holding us back. Um, uh, yeah, so they're the main avenues, the one on one coaching, um, and then the, the retreat is, um, yeah, that, they're my two like, passions, and that's what, um, yeah, that's what uh, men are really enjoying at the moment, being able to to live life on their terms and just uh, that's what I'm passionate about, man, is just really allowing, um, allowing men to see that's another way and passing on the wisdom that's been passed on to me to help me transition from construction and then follow my passion and live my purpose. Well, mate, from trading to transformational coach and you're, you're helping men not only here on the Sunshine Coast or around Australia, but men across the world be able to give them the opportunity to transform their life and, I take my hat off to you, mate. Uh, keep doing what you're doing because there's so many blokes out there getting the benefit of that and I'm sure there'll be many more to come. So it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today and have a chat, mate. We could talk for hours about it. I 100% know that. But um, for now, mate, thank you very much and, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Thanks for having me, legend. thanks for tuning in today guys and i hope you did get some value from that today hope you enjoyed the story that you may have just heard and if you did get some value i'd appreciate and be very grateful if you could like and share this podcast with other people because there might be someone out there that might be struggling today that just needs to hear the story from someone else to realize that they're not alone to realize that there is hope and to realize that you can overcome the very struggles you might be dealing with now so until next time stay safe take care i'm paul the founder of Freedom in Finding Ourselves, and you can always find me over at LinkedIn or on Facebook at Mental Freedom, or you can email me at paul at freedominfindingourselves.com. Stay safe. Take care.